light of the world, shine down on Bethlehem. God in his glory has sent us his son. Shout from on high and out on the street, Jesus, our Savior, is born. Bright shining star, shine down on everyone. God in his mercy has sent us his son. The shepherds will cry, praise to the Lord. Jesus, our Savior, is born. Lord, we thank you for the light. We thank you for the sun to light our way. We thank you for your son, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Help us to see today, Lord, all that your light would illuminate in our lives. Shine the convicting light of your truth into the dark recesses of our heart. Shine the beautiful light of your gospel deep into our hearts so that we can feel your great love for us and your great love for all of our neighbors. And so it is in the name of our Savior, Jesus, the light of the world, that we offer this simple prayer. Amen. Ron and I had the opportunity to uh, go to a concert last Sunday night, uh, and uh, the name of the group is Point of Grace, and uh, just one of our favorite uh, musical groups that we've enjoyed so much. And they sang Oh Holy Night. Uh, and uh, I want to thank Weston for uh, bringing Oh Holy Night to us as a congregation because I will never sing that as a solo. And But I get to sing it. And I get to sing it loud. And all y'all are singing loud too, so it covers up uh, what I sound like. Um, Ron and I were talking about Oh Holy Night, uh, that song, uh, just last night. And I told her, I said, I think... I think I remember the first time I ever heard that song sung. And, uh, and I said, and I think I remember it because my mom and dad kind of built it up. I, I couldn't have been more than four or five. And they said, this great singer is going to be there and he's going to sing this song called Oh Holy Night. And I'm going, okay, well, and you know, it was awesome. It was awesome. Love music. Love Point of Grace. Love their name. Just uh, their name, Point of Grace, love that. And um, love their Christmas albums. And, and we were in for such a treat because at the, at the concert, uh, this, this album was released 20 years ago and it's called The Christmas Story. And it's by Point of Grace. And at the concert, they did maybe the first half was just... Um, maybe the more casual Christmas songs to kind of make sure everybody was ramping up, getting into the Christmas mood. But the last half of the concert was this album. And uh, it was such, such a treat. And, um, um, and I will give this album to the first person who comes up and gets it. No, no. Is this a joke? See, my, see how much faith. Yeah, no, faith. no, no. Well, actually, I did. I made you come up and get it. So, Jackie, I, I, I hope that you and your family enjoy 
that album as much as, as we have. There's one, Jackie, there's one al- song on that album, just one in particular. There's, there's some great songs, and, and we'll, we'll tell you some other stories about some of those songs later. But uh, there's one in particular, and I, I started the message uh, today with Light of the World. And that's the main thing for today. Jesus is the light of the world. Light of the world shine down on Bethlehem. God in his glory has sent us his son. Shout from on high and out on the street. Jesus, our savior, is born. Jesus is the light of the world. If you'll turn in your Bibles to John chapter 1, We'll read a short passage, the first nine verses in John. And when you find find that in your Bibles, if you'll stand out of respect for the word of the Lord, uh, we will read, I'll read this, you follow along in whatever version you may have. One of my favorite passages of scripture here, John chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. In the beginning was the word... And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through Him, and apart from Him, not one thing was created that has been created. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, and yet the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. You may be seated. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. How do you describe the indescribable? We try. There's a company in town here. It's a national company. It's a sign company. It's, the name of the company is Fast Signs. That's, that's a pretty good name, Fast Signs. But their tagline is more than fast, more than signs. And I think what they're trying to say with their tagline is, we got a great name, Fast Signs. But it's just not enough. Because we're more than fast and we're more than signs. And when I think about Jesus Christ and I try to explain Jesus Christ to someone, light of the world's just not enough. Son of God's not enough. Son of man's not enough. How do you describe the indescribable? All of these names and titles are true, but somehow inadequate. We're challenged. We're frustrated. Because how do you describe the indescribable? When you read John chapter 1, and you realize that when John talks about the Word, if you trail on down a little bit deeper into the passage, which I would encourage you to do, if you trail on down a little deeper into the passage, you'll see that John is saying that the Word is Jesus Christ. And Jesus is God, and God is Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Jesus was there in the beginning. He's eternal. He's been there when time began. Jesus was there. 
But John wanted you to know that he's more than eternal. He wanted you to know that he was on equal footing with God. Because he says the word was in the beginning and the word was with God. And just to make sure you get it, he says, and the word was God. He's clarifying that the word is God. Jesus, the word, is God. He was there in the beginning. He was with God. He was God. He is God, as the next verse tells us, because in verse 3, John tells us that everything that was created was created through him, and apart from him, nothing that has been created has been created. Positively, John says he created everything. Negatively, just to make sure you got the point, he says nothing that has been created was created outside of him. I love John. He just wants to make sure that we get it. And so he uses simple words, which are good for us. And he uses them in such a simple communication pattern that we can actually track with what he's saying. Because Jesus is God and Jesus is creator and Jesus is life. In verse four, John says, in him was life. And that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, and yet the darkness did not overcome it. When John opens the beautiful gospel that he wrote for us, he's really going back to Genesis 1-1, when Moses told us that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. John's telling us that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and Jesus was the instrument that actually produced the creation. Jesus did that. Creation, physical life, is impossible outside of Jesus. But there is more to life than the physical. Because spiritual life is the unique creation of Jesus Christ as well. John says that he is our life. And he was the life, was the light of men. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. So Jesus is God. Jesus is the creator. Jesus is our life. And he is the light. First John, a little bit later, John writes an epistle, a letter to the believers. And he says, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. And that echoes back to John chapter 1, verse 4, when he says, in him was life. And that life was the light of men. The darkness has tried to overcome it, but it couldn't. The darkness could not overcome him because Jesus is God. Jesus is the creator. Jesus is life. Jesus is light. Jesus is the light of the world. If you'll take your Advent devotional and if you'll look to tomorrow's reading, December 9th, the I Am reading. And if you can, follow along with me here. I'm going to read this. This is so good. John chapter 8, verse 12. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Would you, would you like to walk on a lit path? 
Would you like to never stumble because of the darkness? Walk with Jesus. He's the way. Many of us like to commit portions of Scripture to memory, and we do well to do so, but often we memorize verses out of context. Well, the Word of God is very powerful, even in isolation. An extra blessing awaits those who interpret Scripture and memorize the Scripture in context. Jesus' affirmation that He is the light of the world was one of the seven I Am statements in John's Gospel. Jesus makes this claim that he's the light of the world. He makes this claim twice. The first instance is during his public appearance at the Feast of Tabernacles, one of the pilgrim festivals when many traveled to Jerusalem. The feast commemorated Israel's exodus from Egypt. Recalling how God led their ancestors by a pillar of fire at night, people would light torches to symbolize how God served as their light in the darkness. This church has celebrated the Feast of Tabernacles on more than one occasion. And it's dark. And one of the things I enjoy most about the Feast of Tabernacles is the fire and the flashlights. It is in this context, in that great feast, when hundreds of thousands of pilgrims had come to Jerusalem, that Jesus tells them that just as God had the pillar of fire to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt. He is the light of the world. He shows the way. He links his declaration that he is the universal light with a call to follow him. This call is given amid mounting unbelief towards Jesus. That's the first instance where Jesus declared, I am the light of the world. The second instance in which Jesus reveals himself. By the way, the first instance was to the crowd. It was to everybody. They needed to understand that he is the light of the world. That was very general. Specifically, the second instance, he reveals himself as the light of the world. It is found in the account of Jesus healing a man born blind. In his first declaration, he had staked his claim of being the world's light. Now he demonstrates the veracity or the truthfulness of that claim with action. He's going to heal a blind man. Jesus' act of healing that blind man, one of the seven great signs recorded in John's Gospel, fulfilled messianic expectations as several Old Testament prophetic passages envisioned that the Messiah would open the eyes of the blind. In this way, Jesus offers great hope and assurance to all who choose to follow him. I have come into the world as a light, so that no one who believes in me shall stay in darkness. Jesus is the light of the world. And since Jesus is the light of the world, where does that leave us? We are to repent and we are to respond. I think of the inadequacy of man. We are not God. We are sinners. But like Nebuchadnezzar, given a little bit of power, given a little bit of control, given a little bit of success, we think we're something that we're not. Doesn't take us long to get there. We are inadequate. We are sinners. 
One of my favorite authors is Peter Lightheart, and as a matter of fact, he has three of the devotionals in our Advent devotional. Wrote one of my favorite books on David, A Son to Us. Peter Lightheart says this, The first Advent is in Genesis chapter 3, when God, in the spirit of the day, comes calling for Adam and confronts him in his sin. Since then, every time the Lord of light comes, it means exposure, shame, judgment. Every time the light comes, we are tempted to reach, as Adam and Eve did, for the fig leaves. But during this Advent series season, resist that temptation. Don't blame others for your sin. Don't try to cover up your sin. Don't turn from the light, but towards it. Ask God to shine the light of Jesus into your darkness to overcome that darkness because the light is life even when it feels like death. We're not God. We are inadequate. We are creative. Man is very creative. But we're not the creator. I was thinking about my iPhone And I was thinking, wow, with my iPhone now, I could whip my iPhone out right now and change the temperature in my house. I could tune in to one of the rooms in my my print shop and see whether a particular machine is working or not. I don't know how to do this, but I've heard I could start my car with it. I can tell where Rhonda is. She uses that on me. I don't use that on her. (laughs) Uh, I was watching this morning on my iPhone, and then I saw a video of a of a cliff in New Zealand collapse into a river on the Weather Channel. It's pretty cool. And I'm thinking, wow, we're creative. Ron and I were talking about that this week, and we thought, how cool would it be to bring Ben Franklin or George Washington back from the dead and have them sit in the passenger seat of our car as we drive around Murfreesboro, just just another little city in this great nation that they founded, and try to explain to him what's going on. What are we in? Where are we going? How fast are we going? The roads, those poles, electricity. Yeah, man is creative. But when you consider that God set it all up and all the rule, put all the rules in place so that clever men could eventually figure out a little bit of what God knows, we are inadequate. We're not God, we're not the Creator. And we're not life. Oh, we have life. We have life for a little bit. Moses said that we have about 70 years, or by reason of strength, 80 years. But even the best of them are struggle and sorrow. Yes, we have life, but oh, we're not life. And one day, the breath of life will depart from all of our lungs.
and we will go into his presence. Moses says, teach us, Lord, to number our days so that we can develop a heart of wisdom. And a heart of wisdom recognizes that we are not God, we are not the creator, we are not life, and we desperately need light. When we see light, we also recognize that we can't generate light. The world will tell you to look inside, look for the light inside. Ooh, that's a mistake. That's a terrible mistake. That could be a fatal mistake because the light inside is a darkened window, darkened by our own sin. We can see light, but we cannot generate light. We cannot save ourselves. Man is wholly inadequate. One of my favorite Christmas movies is It's a Wonderful Life. There's so many great, great themes in that. And you can't, you can't buy the theology in It's a Wonderful Life, Lock, Stock, and Barrel, but there's some mighty good theology in there. It's a titanic battle between good and evil, between our hero, George Bailiofsky, George Bailey, and the villain, Mr. Potter. And there are several times in the movie where the movie plot seems to hinge between Mr. Potter and the forces of evil are in ascendancy. George Bailey and his forces are on the run, in trouble, desperate. But one of the great themes of the movie is, is that George couldn't save himself. His neighbors couldn't save him either. You may think that, if you're, if you're familiar with the movie, you may think that it's teaching you that your friends and family will save you. That's not what the movie's teaching you. What the movie's teaching you is that without divine intervention, we're dead. We're hopeless. We're ruined. We're broke. We're bankrupt. We're going to jail. Oh, we can see light, but we can't generate it. And so we think about the inadequacy of man and we put that in juxtaposition or next to the sufficiency of Christ. When Jackie came up and got the Point of Grace album earlier, um, let me ask you this. Did, did she deserve that? Did she actually do anything to earn that? Well, she didn't work for it. We know that. But she did respond in faith. The Apostle Paul tells us that if you will confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So Jesus is the light of the world. What are we supposed to do? We're, we're supposed to repent. We're supposed to respond to him. We're supposed to reflect. Now when I say reflect, let's stop and take time to think about that because that's what reflection is. Let's stop and think about the truth that Jesus is the light of the world. We should think on these things. But when I encourage you to reflect on these things, I'm also encouraging you to reflect these things. So even as we cannot generate light, we can reflect light. Just as the, the moon sends no warmth or light of its own, 
It can reflect the light and the warmth of the sun. And you can produce no warmth or light of your own, but you can reflect the light and the warmth of the sun, S-O-N. The Apostle Paul said this to the Christians in Thessalonica. He said, you are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to darkness. Our Lord and Savior said this to his disciples in that most famous sermon of them all, the Sermon on the Mount. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Jesus is the light of the world. Respond in repentance. If you don't know him, that's what you need to do. If you do know him, you need to reflect. You need to think on these things. And then you need to reflect the light of the world to a dark, lost world. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you sent Jesus, our Savior, You sent Him to be the light of the world to illuminate us so that we could see the way. That He is the way. He is the truth. He is the light. Jesus, we remember that You also said that no man comes to the Father but by You. And so this very specific, general light to all the world so that all can see we see that you are the only way to the Father. And so we respond to you in faith today, Lord. We respond to you in repentance for our sin. And we pray, Lord, that you would help us as we reflect the good news of the gospel to a dark and dying world. And we pray all these things in the name of Jesus, the light of the world.